get together on this Easter Sunday morning. Turn with me to John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Uh, We're not going to necessarily read any of the parts of what happened over Easter weekend. We will definitely begin to pull some of those those things in. But this is a scripture that is... That has been on our heart for for some time now. An idea, a thought, a concept that, that the Holy Spirit has just been working within us for for weeks now. We spent a couple of months in James leading up to this, but even even going into that, my heart was beginning to to be compelled and, and be thinking about this idea of of the way, Amen. The the way. Amen. So John chapter fourteen. Verses 1 through 6 will be the scripture that we read. We'll have it up on the screen. You're more than welcome to follow in, in your Bible or phone or wherever you have it. Uh, but John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6 reads like this. It says, this is Jesus speaking here. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas, the doubter, saith unto him, Lord, we, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, Amen. the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. And we, we're going to pick apart that a little bit here in a, in a moment. But I want you to think, if you go and talk to somebody about the best way or different ways to do something, you'll get a lot of, of opinions. If you ask somebody, what's the best way to get healthy or lose weight? Some people will say diet, some people say work out, some people say do this or take this, get, get on this medication or do on this diet plan, you know, Kenny J's or whatever it is, and Oprah had one and whatnot. All these things where you eat not, you count your points, you count your calories, all kinds of different opinions, right? You ask some people, how do you raise your kids? Some will say, well, you know, you do this or you do that. You give them everything they want, you give them nothing that they want. You take them where places, you leave them at home, you ground them, you whoop them, and all that kinds of opinions, right? They say, well, what's the best way to have a good marriage? Well, they'll say, well, communicate. Or they'll say, don't talk to them at all, right? That's how some of you try to make it work. I don't know. Um, you know, and you'll ask them different, you know, they'll give you different opinions. Well, you should, you know, marry for money, That's and then marry for love later, once they die, whatnot. You know, that's what my, my dad told me one time. I didn't take that opinion. Um, but, you know, we have different ways of doing things. Different ways that we vacation, different ways that we go and pick out cars, pick out houses to buy, different ways that we even get out, different ways people plow differently, people plant differently. They plant by the sun, some people plant the same day every year. They, we do things in different ways. And there's about everything in life, there's options to it. About everything you come across, there's different ways that you can do it. Different ways that you can handle certain situations, different ways that you can approach certain areas of your life, certain problems, certain things. Different ways in everything. But as we celebrate Easter, I want us to turn our focus on the way to heaven. Amen. On the way to heaven. And... Before we get into the, the meat of everything, I want you to begin to to contemplate this question of how do I get to heaven? How do I get to heaven? Some of you may sit there and think, well, that's easy. 
simple question, you know, whatnot. Some of you may be thinking, I never really thought about that. You know, we come from different walks. We come from different ways. We might have different ways to think about that. But I want you to think, what is the way to heaven? What is the way to heaven? Let's start. I want to kind of set the scene uh, of what these guys were talking about here. At one point that there was was no way, right? In biblical times, when we talk about Thomas, when we talk about David, when we talk about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, there was no way to heaven. No way. Because there had been no sacrifice given. We see, we understand that in Genesis, sin entered into the world. God had a perfect creation. Everything was right in His image. In what He desired for it, everything was perfect. There was no understanding or thought of evil because there was no evil. There was no sin. There was no death. There was no punishment. There was no suffering until Adam and Eve took the fruit. The forbidden fruit, and sin entered into the world, right? Through that, God began over time, He gave them the law. The law was what they followed to try to make amends in some way for the sin that was in their life. But guess what? The law never made them perfect. They followed the law to the T, many of them did, but it didn't make them perfect. It didn't qualify them for any way to to get to to heaven. This law called for a, a sacrifice. He called for death to repay the death that had once entered in. But the results of men's life, no matter what, wherever they however lived, that they lived the best life that they could, if they struggled, if they failed, it was either hell or it was Abraham's bosom. A place of respite, a place of rest, a place of just to get away from the torment, but it wasn't heaven. It wasn't a relationship with God. It wasn't being one with Him. It wasn't walking with Him. It wasn't what Adam and Eve had experienced in the Garden of Eden. It was just a place where they didn't go to hell. That was the two options they had in the Old Testament, was hell or not hell. But there wasn't heaven. They didn't get to go to heaven because the sacrifice had not been paid at that point in time. Right? But I want us to understand that at that point, while that was going on, there was what we call prophecies, messianic prophecies, that began to establish that where there was no way, one day there would be a, a way. That one day that a way would be made for those that would follow Him, follow the Messiah, that they could have access to once again be with the divine, to be with with God. Because see what they didn't, what they understood at that point was that they could not reach God. They could not be like God. They could not equate to God. They could not get into a relationship with Him because of the sin that had filled the world, and because a perfect sacrifice had not been given. That's what they were at. That's what they were faced with. That there was no way. There was no way to get to paradise. There was just respite where you didn't have to suffer the torments of hell. But here we see that the messianic prophecies begin to establish and set up that there would be one that would come. But guess what? We're human. Do we like to wait on anything? No. My child, she's two years old. She gets impatient sometimes, man. She wants something when she wants it, and she wants it right then. She sees something. We went through Woggles to grab something real quick, and she saw Woggles, and she said, milk. She knows that that's where the milk is, right? She loves the strawberry milk there. And we pulled in, and as soon as we pulled in, it was milk, 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 right? Didn't want to calm down, wouldn't take a chill pill, just wouldn't have anything. She wanted the milk. She wanted it then because, you know, that's where milk comes from. This is where my favorite milk, the strawberry milk, is at. I want it. I want it now. I want to drink it. And she got frustrated, right? She's like, I want it. I tell her, I said, just take a breath. Just take a breath. Just chill. And that's what people begin to do, though, in old Bible times, is that they begin to, uh, like, when's the Messiah coming? What's he going to do? 
We've been waiting, and we've been waiting, and we've been waiting, and we've been waiting, and we've been waiting. And Abraham came, and Isaac came, and Jacob came, and David came, and Solomon came. All these men, these great people that God had his hand on, that God used for his glory, have came. But none of them were the Messiah. What are we going to do? None of them give, None of us provided a way. None of them showed us the way to heaven. None of them showed us the way to be with God, to have a relationship with Him. They, had it, they, were, they knew God, but they didn't have a relationship with Him. Where's the way? So they begin to figure out their own things, try their own things, do their own things, and that's what we do. We become impatient, and then we begin to follow after our own way. Many of us have developed this mindset and culture and society today that it's going to be our way or the, the highway, right? In your marriage, it's going to be your way or the highway. With your kids, it's going to be your way or the highway. At work, it's your way or the highway. And let's be honest. How many of you have had great success with that? Not usually. Doesn't usually work out too well when we are so focused and centered on doing things our way. Well, it's not any better whenever we have that mentality when it comes to finding our way to heaven. Or finding our way to God when we approach it our own way. Right? Acts chapter 9 tells us the story of a man who tried to do things his own way. This is um, Saul in the, Old, in the New Testament. He says, and he goes, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city. And it shall be told thee what thou must do. Saul was one of those that thought he could figure out his own way to be righteous. His own way to be holy. His own way to meet the requirements of the law and get to a place that he thought he should be. Right? And we see that. We see that Saul went about doing everything that he could to please those in the temple, to do what he thought was right, to do what he thought was good. And it brought him to the point that after Jesus had passed, resurrected, and then ascended into heaven, as the new church was being developed, Saul said, we ain't having none of that. Because that's not of God. He tried to do his things his way. His way of doing things. His way of being righteous. His way of being holy. His way of being good enough. So what does he do? The Bible tells us he goes around. And he starts killing these, these heretics to him. These ones that were following Jesus. This false prophet. This false Messiah. Following after him and the teachings that he had. Leaving behind everything that they had had in the past. And pursuing this new way. This way that Jesus had led. And he's like, we can't have that. And he says in another place, he says, I attacked this way. I was opposed to this way. Because basically what he's saying, I had my own way. I had my way of thinking, my way of handling things, my way of doing things, my way that I thought was right, that I thought was best, that I thought would get me to where I deserve to be, where I thought I need to be, where I wanted to be. But then he says and he realizes, I've just been kicking against the pricks because I've been doing things, things my own way. And though we try like Saul to be good enough in some things and follow our own way, it doesn't work that way. Some of the saddest things I've ever heard is talking to people about Jesus, talking to people about knowing God, and they'll say, I'll find my own way to God. I'll make my own way to God. I'll figure things out on my own. It'll be okay because I know what I'm doing. I'll figure out how to get close to God. I'll figure out how to get to heaven. I'll figure out how to be good enough. And I'll be okay. I'll follow my way. 
But our way is not the way that God wants us to follow. I want to be completely and totally honest with each and every one of you. There's probably some of you that are better people than I am. Probably some of you that are better moral people than I am. Some of you probably do better, do good, more good things than I do. Say more nice things than I do. Have more talent, more ability, do have, re, have greater reach and, and influence on people's lives than I do. That will not get you to heaven. That will not save your soul. That will not bring you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. There were people in the Bible that we read about that had a form of godliness. The Bible says denied the power thereof. Layman's terms, what that means. They looked good and they acted good and they had good morals and they had good thoughts and they said good things, but they didn't trust and have faith in Jesus Christ. They did it their way, their own way. What they thought was best, and it wasn't what they wasn't leading them, and wasn't where God wanted them to be. It wasn't the right way. I've done things in in time where I was. My wife is a wise woman, and uh, we would set out to do something, and I would set out in a in a course to do something a certain way, and, and she would acknowledge from the get go. That's not going to work. Um, but I knew it would work. It had to work. Because I thought it would. So it was going to work. And I would go about our way. Or my way. Sorry. I'd go about my way. And uh, about a third of the way into my way, we turned around and went her way. Right. Uh, maybe some can relate to that. Maybe not. Not good on you. Right? But we, with our, with, if we try to follow God, if we try to get to heaven, if that's what our desire is, right? I don't think anybody sits here and if they believe in heaven and hell wants to spend eternity in hell, right? But if you're sitting here trying to deal with things about your way, don't wait till the end of the life to realize, oh man, I, I shouldn't have went my way. Don't wait till you've already made bad decisions and got into a bad situation where you've ignored God and you've not listened to Him and you've not been faithful to Him and you've not obeyed Him just to realize I should have went His way in the first place. But I was too busy going my way. And let me be honest with you, my way and our way will always lead right back to death and destruction. Because somewhere along the lines, the flesh will take over. Somewhere along the lines, the flesh will win out. Somewhere along the lines, your flesh will, will overcome your good morals and your good thoughts and your good opinions and everything that you think is good about you. The flesh will win out. You will fall. You will come short. And we will never be perfect. This is the honest to goodness truth, stitching in a pillow, whatever you want to do. There's a lot of people trying to earn something they can't earn. And there's a lot of people trying to be something that they can't be. I can't earn my salvation no matter how good I live my life. I can't be perfect no matter how much I do. I isolate myself. I go up in these mountains. I live like a, you know, whatever, a hillbilly or whatnot, and just in a little cave. Nobody ever sees me. Nobody ever knows me. And I just live there all my life. I will still fall. And I will still be imperfect and messed up and broken and never be fit within myself to enter into the gates of heaven. Because I can't do that. You can't do that. There's a lot of good moral people that don't trust Jesus that end up hearing the part, I never knew you. You've been good. That's great. You've been nice. That's great. You've got good morals. That's awesome. You may have been to church every Sunday of your life. 
don't get you to heaven. We've added members. Don't add you to heaven. Don't make you go to heaven. We're going to baptize these boys. That's not the way to heaven. You could be a you could be a deacon and fool everybody. And if you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Savior, that's not going to get you to heaven. You can know the Bible frontwards and backwards. That's not the way to heaven. You can know every song in the red book and sing it like an angel. That's not the way to heaven. Your way, our way, isn't the way. And we need to humble ourselves and realize my way is not going to work. My way is not going to get me where I need to be. My way is not going to get me home. We think sometimes, we act like sometimes that that to, to be a Christian or to have a relationship with God or to get to heaven is like going to your favorite coffee shop. And once you've done so many good things and you get that hole punch so many times, you get a reward. That's not how it works. It's a one-time thing. Not a do-good, 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 do-good. You could have a car to the length of the earth and it still wouldn't have enough. Because my, my righteousness, Paul says in one place, is as filthy rags. My way, when it's viewed from what, who God is and how perfect He was, my way is still, my child says, nasty. My way is still filthy. My way is still full of sin, full of destruction, full of heart, hardship and hurt and pain that I caused myself, that I caused other people, disobedience, even the best of my life, even the best I can live. There's been a couple of days that I've done pretty good. But those couple of days end real quick, right? I don't know if I've ever went a week with being just a perfect Christian. We can't do it. We're human. We're flawed. Our way will always lead us back to sin. Will always lead us back to destruction. Will always lead us back to, to hell. And life and eternity away from God. So at one point there was no way that they knew of. But they had hope in the prophecy of what was to come. But them, and we still today, decide to do it our own way sometimes. But what we can know is that the Messiah has come. That He has walked upon this earth. Breathed the air that we breathe. Drunk from the, the, the waters of this earth just like we do. But still, we decide to do it our own way. But instead of doing it our own way, we should follow Jesus the way. This is why we we celebrate Easter, right? We have the bunnies. That's fine. I'm still not sure where that all came from. We have the eggs. That's great. They're pretty. I always love the egg salad that comes a couple of weeks later, right? And it's too expensive to buy the eggs now, so now you just got all the plastic ones. We used some that we saved from last year to save a penny. But that's all good fun and, and fine and everything. The chicken's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. All this good fellowship, great things. But while we have Easter, is because the Messiah has come. The Messiah has lived. He fulfilled the prophecies that were laid out beforehand of who He was and what He would do and how He would act. Every single iota of the thing that was written beforehand of who the Messiah was, Jesus fulfilled it to a T and then some. He did everything that was expected, that was required of him. He laid his life down on a cross, the Bible says. He tells us one place, he says, they take not my life. He says, you're going to see something here in a few days. And to the untrained eye, that might look somebody taking something from me. But he says, they take not my life. He says, but I laid down my life freely. He says, I give it 
Let's go back to the idea of how the law established. The law established there was there was um, sacrifices given at certain points in time of the firstborn, of the lamb, of the of the bullock, of all these different animals, of, of the, some of the birds and things like that, that it was supposed to be a sacrifice given for the repentance of sins. But guess what? Those animals didn't lay down their lives freely. It was taken from them. Right. But Jesus Christ in His holiness and His righteousness and in His perfection and mercy laid down His life and gave it Freely. Not a blemish nor a spot was upon him. And it is through that we get back to what Thomas said. Right? Thomas said, he said, Lord, we don't know the way. What he's saying is like, we don't know about this heaven. We know about Abraham's bosom. We know how to follow the law. We know that way. But this way that you're talking about, that we can go and be in communion with God, that we can escape punishment and have paradise forever and ever and ever, that's something that was foreign to them. He said, what's the way that you are talking about, Jesus? We don't know this way. And the sad reality is that there's a lot of people that are good moral people, that are nice people, that are wonderful people, that don't know the way. Don't know the way. But Jesus is the way. The one and and only way. He came and he lived his life, perfect life. And he laid down his life and gave it freely so that, so that we could be saved. He died on an old rugged cross that was just torment and awful. One of the worst things that mankind has ever experimented and figured out how to do to another human it was the cross, right? You've been to study the science of it, the, the anatomy of what happens to the body, the, all the things going on with that. It was awful. Torment at its worst at the time in history and still today ranks up there with one of the worst things that a human could possibly go through. He went through that. Whipped the cat nine tails. Walked up Yogoth's hill and died. I don't think I have to elaborate that because we live in the rural south. You've been to an Easter service no doubt before. You've heard that talked about, preached about, brought up again and again and again. Of what Jesus went through. Of what He faced. And we understand that on the third day, that He rose again. That He was no longer dead. It wasn't some kind of figment of their imagination. It wasn't just some kind of falsehood. The Romans, that we understand from history, began to try to play it off as the disciples to try to steal Him away, steal the body away to give some kind of... Um, just talk, something to talk about, something to, to strengthen their story, to get people to follow them. They said they just snuck them away in the night, right? That's not so. The truth and the reality of it is that Jesus Christ did die. And Jesus Christ did lay in a tomb, a borrowed tomb that was not His own. And He was resurrected. The Bible says that women came in that morning to help just prepare the body to make everything okay with it. Because they expected Him to be there. The Bible says that the stone was rolled away and that there was a, a man there in the tomb. And, and he said, Why seek you to live among the dead? He is not here. Amen. And they return. And then not long after, he begins to reveal himself to them. A few at a time and then to larger groups. And we understand that. But what I want you to understand today is that Jesus didn't come just to be another option to get to heaven. He came to be the way right. to heaven. Amen. Growing up, whenever it was snow day or summertime, I'd stay with my nanny. 
Um, there's a few things Nanny watched. Matlock was one. Murder, murder she wrote was one. So if you ever have a problem that needs to be solved, I'd like that. Um, but then game shows. And The Price is Right was one that, that she just was thrilled to watch. Um, I remember always talking about how, man, that's expensive. That's not what it goes for around here. Stuff like that. But in The Price is Right, there's parts of the game where a contestant will be given a choice. Door one, door two, door three, however many doors they have. I don't know. A lot of doors. And they'd say, choose a door, and you'll get what's behind it. Now, usually it was something good. Every now and then, I think I remember there being a donkey one time or something like that. Something just crazy and out there. But usually you still left with a prize, no matter what door you chose. And that's funny. We laugh at that. But when it comes to our salvation and life eternal. There's only one choice that leads to heaven. There's a lot of doors. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of doors. It seems like every couple of weeks there's a new door that appears. Another choice that you can make. Another option that you can follow. Another path that seems to look good. That seems to be good. That seems to be okay. That you want to follow. That seems like it could be a way to get where you're wanting to go. It could be a way to get to heaven. There's only one way, the way, to heaven. And that is through the precious blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. That's what he tells them here, right? That's what that's what he tells the disciples. He says here, he says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And will go in and out and find pasture. He says... The door. Right? English lesson. And I'm not an English good at that at all. all right? I speak redneck and that's my language. Board. The is an article. An article denotes the noun. Right? Okay? So there's three that I know. There might be more articles. Like I said. There's three. A, and, and the. A, and, and means it's an option. The signifies it's the one, singular, not plural, the. He is the door. He goes on, he says it again here, back in John chapter 14, he says, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. What's he saying? Jesus is saying, I have humbled myself on this world while I've lived here. But when it comes to this, I'm the option. I am the way. You want to know the Father? You want to go to heaven? You want to live in paradise? You want to have eternal life? I am the way. A lot of people say you have to do this and you have to do that and it's Jesus and this and Jesus and being good and Jesus and being baptized and Jesus and doing this and that and another thing. It's Jesus and Jesus only that gets us to heaven. It is Him working in me and creating in me a new creature in Christ Jesus that protects me from the torments of hell, from the from the persecution and the destruction that comes with sin. It is through His mercy and sacrifice that He gave a few days ago 
resurrected from on Easter that gives me life eternal. That gives me a hope beyond hope that I don't have to worry about what the hereafter contains for me. That I have paradise. I have rest. And I have relation with Him for eternity. Eternity. But there is many ways to live our life. There's many ways that you can go about. You're born, and you go through your life. You make decisions. You go through things. Maybe you choose to go to college, you go to trade school, you get a job. Maybe you decide to get married. Maybe you decide to not get married. Maybe you decide to have kids. Maybe you decide not to have kids. Maybe you decide to move off or stay stay around here. You decide to do this. You decide to do that. There's a lot of decisions you can have. And God, there's a lot of decisions that God's okay with you making, right? Some of you, he's finally be married. Some of you, he's like, you probably shouldn't right now. But, you know, a lot of options, a lot of choices out there. But when it comes to our eternal life, there's only one way to Jesus. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to escaping hell. There's only one way to receive eternal life. And that is to be resurrected with Christ Jesus. Be born again. And made a new creature in Christ Jesus. There is one way. Amen. The Lord. way. And His name is Jesus. I don't know anybody here. I mean, some, I don't even, I see face I don't even recognize, right? I don't know where you've been, what you've done, the life you've lived, where you came from. You might have had a hard life and had bad things happen to you. You still need to know Jesus. Everything might have been handed to you on a silver platter. You still need to know Jesus. You might be young and you still got the lot, your whole life ahead of you. You need to know Jesus now. You may be old and you think you're too far gone. Know Jesus right now. You may have went to church all your life and you've never accepted Him. Know Jesus. Follow the way right now. Maybe you never even came in the church, the doors of the church because you've always said, I'm afraid the walls will fall down if I walk into that place. You're here. They've not fallen down. And Jesus says, follow me right now. You've been this way and that way. You've done everything and made all kinds of decisions and all kinds of choices. Choose the way. Choose Jesus Amen. today. Choose and follow Him. So that's a thing for young people. No. That's a thing for old folks. No. That's a thing for this one and that one. I'll do it when I'm married. I'll do it when I'm older. I'll do it when I have kids. I'll do it when I've lived my life. I'll do it when I've had my fun. I'll do it when I've sold my seed. I'll do it all later. Choose the way today. Choose the way today. The sad reality is there's many that we had Easter with last year that aren't with us this year. We've had some pass. Some go on, some move off. But choose today. Joshua said this to the people, and we'll close with this. He told them, he said, they're at a crossroads where they had to choose what way they would go. Not just as individuals, but as a nation, as a people. And he tells them all, he gets them all together, he says, choose today whom you will serve. You can choose the God of Egypt, those that we left behind, you can choose those of your forefathers, those that they had you know, worshipped through idolatry and things like that. But he says, but for me and my house, we will choose the Lord. We will follow His way, the way.
of the Lord. I asked you, how do you get to heaven? What is the way to heaven? It's not through your works, your good moral deeds, or anything like that. You don't just get to go there because you were born and lived and died. Everybody gets to go to heaven. Everybody can, but not everybody does. It's not because you were born into a good family or born into a bad family. It wasn't because you had good options as a child or as in life. It wasn't because you have bad options in life. It's because you followed the way. The way of Jesus. Walked in His footsteps and followed Him. Early Christians weren't called Christians at first. They were called followers of the way. That's what they called them. Historically, if you look back and you read, they were called followers of the way. We still need to be followers of the way. Amen.